Welcome back for another episode of Boss Bible Study. We thank God for you for tuning in today. Today we'll be talking about sanctification. Uh, We're coming out of the first book of Peter. And um, Daryl, you want to open us up in prayer? Absolutely. Uh, Let us us pray. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, uh, Father, we just come to you, Father, and just give you thanks, Father. We just thank you for allowing us to be able to once again just gather and discuss your word, Father. Uh, Father, we ask that today you just show us and just teach us, Father. Uh, people want to hear a word from you, not a word from us, Father. Uh, show us what it means uh, to be sanctified, to be set apart, Father. Uh, you said that you have called us by name, Father. Uh, we just ask that you just show, it, show us what it means to be separate from the, the world, Father, and to be a follower of you, Father. Uh, teach us through today's lesson. Um, we, we pray that today's uh, teaching will be uh, fruitful and that uh, someone out there, Father, listening, Father, uh, will, will, will grow closer to you, Father, and know that they have been set apart uh, and they are different and they are special, Father. Um, it's in Jesus. Amen. 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 Awesome. So I'm going to just read from First uh, Peter chapter 3, verses 18 through 22. And uh, what my brothers and I are going to do is just break down some of the verses, um, some parts of the verses, and see where the Lord leads us. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison because they were formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is eight persons were brought safely through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this now saves you not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. So uh, a week ago or so, we talked about, amen. uh, So a week ago or so, we talked about that aspect of, of being shut in with God, right? Noah was a righteous man. The flood came. God warned him and and Noah himself was a preacher of righteousness, a, a herald as uh, Peter earlier calls him. Um, Peter says that Noah was a herald of righteousness, or the Greek word there is really a preacher, right? And so God was warning the people uh, through Noah. The people didn't listen, but eight people did, namely Noah, his wife, and his uh, Noah's three sons, and his sons had wives themselves, right? And there was a remnant that was saved, that were shut in with God. And the Lord is inviting us to be that remnant, right? He's inviting all people. But the reality is, just like in Noah's time, Jesus said, so will be our days. Just like in Noah's time, people were eating, drinking, being married, being given in marriage. Nothing wrong with these in and of themselves, but they weren't listening to God. They weren't listening to God saying, wait a second, I need you to stop. I need you to pause and I need you to hear the righteous word of the Lord. Right. And so God's calling us to, like Noah, build that ark and be shut in. Right. Mm -hmm. Peter, Peter explains this. He breaks this down. He says uh, baptism, which corresponds in verse 21, baptism, which corresponds to this now saves you to what? What does baptism actually correspond to? What is a believer's baptism actually 
uh, relate to, right? One way to explain it is actually through the flood of Noah. This is something oftentimes overlooked about baptism and, and, and its significance. Um, and I hope we can break down at least a part of that today. Uh, so, right, what happens to Noah in this time? It, it, Noah is, 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 I want to get at that key point. He's shut in by God after being obedient to God's command to build an ark. He said, go ahead and do it. Build this ark. And we talked about it, that it took several decades to build this at least. Um, if not, some scholars debate, you know, because Genesis chapter six mentions earlier that my, the Lord says, my spirit shall not uh, dwell in man, but for 120 years. Um, and some believe that to actually be the time frame of like 100, it's 120 years until the flood's about to come, right? Um, whatever the case, it was a long time that that Noah had to prepare himself to, to prepare his people. And with us in baptism, right? Baptism itself, when we come to that, it's a preparation. You're preparing to be transformed. The whole you is going to be changed. That's what baptism really is about. Because when Noah, the flood, when Noah and the others went through this flood, the whole landscape was changed. Everything was changed. The whole dynamic was changed. It says the waters rose and, and the floods prevailed, but the, they did not prevail against the boat. I believe the flood um, is oftentimes a reference in the scriptures to sin, sin itself, like a metaphor, right? Sin was, I'm going I'm to look actually to Genesis chapter uh, seven, and then I'm going to pass off here um, to one of my brothers. But it says that in verse 18, chapter 7, the waters prevailed and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the face of the waters. I believe that baptism um, in like manner is like the being in the ark with Christ. You, um, Paul, Paul mentions it like in um, Romans chapter 6, he talks about we are buried with Christ. Um, the word there in the Greek is actually a reference to a tomb, like going into the catacombs, going into the casket, dying with Christ. That's the ark. The ark that Noah entered into, it was a death to the old world and an entry into the new world. And those waters around it, though they were around it, they did not penetrate. They did not overcome. That is the sin of this world. That's the sin of our old life that it will not prevail against us, right? That it will not overcome us if we are shut in by God. If God himself, Jesus, is the one who baptizes us, right? Because remember, the scriptures say that uh, John the Baptist, who by Jesus's remark is the greatest man to have ever walked the face of the earth. That's what Jesus said. So I'm gonna take what Jesus said and say that was right. John the Baptist, greatest man who ever walked the face of the planet. He says, I'm just baptizing you with water. People are, were coming out to him in the wilderness. He said, I'm just, I'm just baptizing you with water. There's someone who's coming that's mightier than I. I'm not even worthy to stoop down and untie his shoe. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Right? And so, um, yeah, we, we, that, that, that baptism, right? Think about that, that, that being in Christ being dying with Christ, 
partaking in his suffering and his death to, to really meditate upon that. I believe it's a, a duty of every believer to meditate upon what it means to die with Christ. So I, I'm sure my guys have some thoughts on this, but um, maybe I could open it with a question, which is, uh, what does it mean for you to die with Christ? Um, yeah, what does it mean for you? That's a great question, bro. And um, I think we should definitely let the listeners know that this is a this is a this is a packful of a passage, if you will, um, very heavy and very deep. And um, what does it mean for me to be baptized to live in Christ? Um, I love how Peter, the author of this passage, says that. In verse 21, there is also an antitype, which now saves us, baptism. And antitype, it means that this is a thing that resembles another. Um, the Old Testament great flood foreshadowed, it prefigured to what baptism is us today as a believer. And that's how significant it is when we make that declaration, that decision to be baptized, to, to enter into Christ, to become one in his death, to be one in his resurrection. And, you know, we've, I've had conversations where some people think that the salvation comes through the baptism and that, and we just know that it's not correct. You know, your, your salvation is through faith in the one who was resurrected. It's not in the work of being baptized. When you're, when you're saying that, you mean this, the literal baptism. The literal, the literal baptism being in the water. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Thank you for that clarification. But when I look at, when I look at the, the antitype, the prefiguring, when I look at the Noah's Ark, Christ truly is the Ark of our salvation, It's not the water that delivered Noah and his family, but it was the ark. It was entering into the ark that mm. delivered them from the judgment of God, the wrath of God that the rest of the world faced. And if we're going to and to be baptized, what it means to be hidden in Christ, to be in Christ, it's the, it's the deliverance. Mm -hmm. It's him taking my place. Because the judgment of sin is death. And I'm just going to go back to the beginning of the passage. It says, for Christ also suffered once for sins. There's an emphasis there. Once. He made one sacrifice that was an atonement for our sins. Not just my sins, but everyone that's listening right now, the sins of the world. The just. He was just. For the unjust. He who knew no, who knew no sin suffer for our sake for a purpose this is that we that he might bring us to god mm -hmm. that he might bring us to god christ was in heaven with god humbled himself into the form of a bond servant that he might bring us to god picture that picture if you were in paradise right now we in a pandemic right now. I seen one of my homeboys post that he uh, lives in uh, Africa and he was at a beach resort. I know they had beach resorts in Nigeria, but he was still, he was living the life. 
he was living the life. Imagine being in paradise, being one with the father. He was still one with the father, but being in heaven and willing to leave that place where you need nothing <laughs> to a place called earth to be born in the manger, right? For the unjust, but not only, but to suffer for the unjust, just so you can reconcile them. You know, he really didn't want heaven without us. That's true love. That's true love. So when I'm talking, when I'm thinking of baptism, now I wish I really understood this when I actually physically got baptized as a child. You know, my mind wasn't there. You know, I wasn't thinking about the end of one thing and the beginning of another. Because that's truly what it is. So you're making a declaration that my old life is now in the past and I'm choosing to stand with God, to stand with Christ and to walk in newness. That's what baptism truly is. It's a declaration of that, that I'm standing with God and I know that he is standing with me. I'll pass it from there. What's your thoughts, Darren? Amen, amen, bro. Now, uh, well said, um, a lot of uh, what I was going to say. Um, and as, and just to kind of give our, uh, the people listening um, who might've just read along with us, um, kind of just going off what Austin said, um, a lot of scholars believe this passage right here um, to be one of the most difficult passages um, to understand in the New Testament, right? And so um, I kind of, I mean, like I said, you, you really, answering that, you really kind of just um, said a lot of what I wanted to just say, right? But I kind of wanted to um, redirect a little bit and kind of look back at um, that verse 18, right? It says, for Christ also suffered once, for sins, right? And so again, um, right there, right? So if Christ suffered, right? That means that me, you, Kyle, Brandon, and whoever is listening on this line, we're going to go through suffering as well, right? And so, you know, like when we think about baptism, right? And I love uh, when Brandon was talking earlier, like I just got like, I mean, again, Praise God, that's just the Holy Spirit, right? I had just got this visual in my mind, right? Brandon had talked about, um, we had talked about this in a previous um, a previous episode before about the ark, right? And entering into the ark and that the ark had to what? Had to be sealed by God, right? And as we know, Jesus is the only way, right? The only way, you know what I'm saying? And so when we when we think about that, right? Like that, those th those two right there, they go hand in hand, right? So as they entered into the ark, there was only one way for it to be sealed, God, right? You know what I mean? And when we look at, when we look at us, right? You know, when we follow the only way, right? That's Jesus, you know what I'm saying? The two kind of go, I mean, hand in hand, you know what I mean? And so like, when I think about it, you also, you kind of said it there too. Um, when I think about that, you know, being that baptism, right? A lot of times we, you know, it's just like, all right, dip me in the water, boom, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? I've been reborn, right? But I think we we really um, we really kind of forget that sometimes, right? And there may be someone that may be listening, whether you're baptized or or not baptized, right? But the 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 baptism, right? It just it's it almost it sets it sets us apart. Old that old person 
has now been gone. You know what I'm saying? You, you said you said it right there. It says that uh, that word once, you know, he died once, you know, for our sins. Right. That our old person has now been going away. You know what I'm saying? And we're now a new person. Right. We're, we're now, you know, we're, we're in, you know, what I'm saying uh, in Christ. And so I guess for me, like, I mean, wow, like my mind, I mean, my mind is just going a million miles an hour. And I know there's someone listening right now as they're listening, their mind is going a million miles an hour as well. Right. But I know I want to get back to this original thing. I kind of just, I started with, right. And that's that suffering. Right. And a lot of times we don't want to hear that. Right. We believe that as we follow Christ, that things are supposed to now be easier for us. Right. But as we know, Christ suffered. Right. So each and every single one of us is going to go through some suffering as well. Right. And, you know, as we know, Paul is talking to um, a, a, a group of people, right, who are actually being persecuted, right, um, for their beliefs, right? Now, I don't know who may be listening to this. I'm sure you are, you know, you may feel somewhere in your life that you are being persecuted, maybe not physically to the point where you're being persecuted for your beliefs, right? But you're going through, you're going through something, right? And each and every single one of us is going through something, you know what I'm saying? And that's where it's like we that bro, and and that right there, bro, and that's why I mean, as being followers of Christ, bro, we're called to this rejoice. You know what I'm saying? In the suffering, you know what I mean. So although we're going to go through suffering, it's a, it's I mean, bro, praise God that we can say I, I can rejoice in the suffering, right? My Savior went through suffering, right? I'm today's a new day, and I'm going to embrace and take on the suffering. You know what I'm saying? And so for someone listening right now. Um, I mean, again, I'm a very layman's per- layman term type of person. No matter what you're going through, no matter what the suffering is, let's rejoice. Um, it's the year 2021 now. 2020 is going right. We're in a brand new year. You know what I'm saying? This is the year to 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 just be excited, right? And and on fire for Christ and what He has for us. I don't care what's going on in your life or what suffering you may be going through or persecution, right? Just know that the victory has already been won. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that that that's what I, that's what I got. And sorry, I was all over the place there. But like, I'm I just got hot. Y'all probably can't even see. I'm over here sweating, boy. That's the Holy Spirit, man. You know, like, wow. I started talking loud. I got I got tooted down. I apologize. I'm, I'm a little excited. I'm happy to be back with my brothers. Um, but nah, man. There's there's just a lot here. Um, but I definitely that that was just that that just needed to be said. And, and praise God. Mm. Yeah, man. Um, that's all good stuff. Uh, I, when I first read this passage, like you guys have already stated, it is, it is a doozy, a straight doozy of a passage to grasp and understand. And, and it was, I, I really struggled with it, but, um, you know, when it comes to baptism and everything, and I, I, I just want to keep this passage as simple as I can for, for my own understanding for anybody else's that may be struggling with the passage as well. Um, but me, after I've read it, I felt like Peter really was just plainly describing baptism in itself. Um, you know, it says starting in the middle of verse 18, he was put to death in body, but made alive in spirit. And after being made alive, he went and made proclamation. So when you look at baptism 
through, and we all know there's, you know, there's two separate baptisms. There's being baptism with the Holy Spirit and then baptism uh, uh, through water, you know, of your baptism of your flesh and everything like that. And, uh, <clears throat> and like as being baptized through the flesh, it may not be a requirement or anything like that to get into heaven, but that doesn't mean it's not important at all because it says right here that after Jesus was put to death, and made alive again, essentially, you know, you can, you can look at it through the death of baptism. You know, you go underwater, that's the death of your old self. Now you're made back alive and you're making proclamation. That is your declaration to the world and everybody. Mm. I am saved by God. I am here. I am following his word. Mm. That's what Jesus did. Now Jesus, there's a whole argument that goes on on who he, he was making that proclamation to of the, the disobedient souls of the days of Noah and everything like that. But I'm not getting into that. That's, that's not for me. That might be for you, Brandon. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to stay clear of that. But I mean, back to how important it is. It's almost like you, your baptism through water is your, you're establishing your covenant, your, your commitment with God. And, you know, uh, you can, you can view it as the three, the three first letters in becoming a boss, becoming obedient and sanctification. You know, you became obedient to his word and when baptized with the Holy Spirit, now you're sanctifying that bond of becoming a boss. And check this all for what? In preparation to serve B O S S baptism is essentially becoming a boss, you know, uh, just, uh, but yeah, this, 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 this passage, it really is hard to grasp when you want to really read in between the lines and everything like that. But I mean, it's a, I haven't been baptized disclaimer. Also, I have not been baptized uh, yet through water. I can say I've been baptized with the Holy spirit, but um, I can't wait for that day to come. Cause now I'm finally solidifying it with everybody, you know, hopefully my brother's right here. I hope you guys are all there to witness it, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that day to just make proclamation to the world that I am saved by Jesus and I am one with him now. So I, I think a clear point that I want to give about baptism is that you need to be baptized by Jesus. Mm. Jesus needs to be the one to baptize you if you are going to be saved. Right? We are talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and of fire. Fire represents cleansing, purification, right? Every sacrifice in the Old Testament was put up with fire, right? And fire also metaphorically represents zeal, a heart that is fervent for God. Do you have that? You know, if you don't have that, you ought to seek that from the Lord to seek to be baptized. Don't get caught up on like, wait, wait, I was, I feel like I was baptized 10 years ago. Don't get caught up on that. The point is, do you have a intimacy with God's Holy Spirit? Do you have an intimacy with the fire of, of being cleansed from your former sins um, and being zealous for the Lord? If you don't seek God, seek God. And if you do, you already know with me, you're one in spirit. We still seek God. <laughs> we don't stop. It's like now it's like, my God, 
I know you now and I want to know you more. The more I, the, the more I, I think there's a song that goes out. The more I seek you, the more I uh, find you. The more I find you, the more I know you, the more I know you, the more I want you. Something like that. I, I kind of butchered it. But <laughs> the point is that um, it gets greater later. And the more revelation you get, when you truly take hold of the kingdom of God, you don't want to let go. And so I'm here to tell you, you don't even know the kingdom of God if you're still struggling to see the, 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 the inexpressible joy that Peter even speaks of. I, I'm not, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I want you to question, do you even know the gospel? Do you even know the gospel yet? The gospel means good news, right? We, we hear, we might hear these religious words a lot, right? Gospel, gospel music. Uh, um, we might hear Jesus throughout different things, like all types of secular movies and media out there talk about Jesus in different ways. But a lot of people talk about God, but they don't know God. Mm. And they don't have the power to recognize, to understand. Hey, Jesus, one of my favorite uh, parables Jesus gives is, is he speaks of the, the kingdom of God is like this. It's like someone who went and, and, and found treasure hidden in a field, buried. And they went, and just because that treasure, that, that treasure they found in a field that was barren, the field that nobody else wanted, you saw that field and you wanted it. And you went and sold everything you have to buy that field, right? When you really grasp who Jesus is, you will not be simply trying to obey God. You will want to obey God. You will not simply be uh, uh, trying to love God. You will fall in love with God. You will be tripping and stumbling over yourself in love with God because of the goodness of God, because of the greatness of God, because of the glory of God. God is worth everything. He's worth more than everything. He's priceless, incorruptible, unchanging, without error, without fault. And his default is to love incorruptibly, <laughs> to, to, to love in, in a way that is transformative. And this is you know, I'll be bold enough to say this is the, the spirit of Christ speaking now, just like in the days of Noah, saying, come to me, all you who are weary. Come to me, Jesus said. Come to him. Come to the Messiah. And he will carry your burdens. He will lift you into a new being, the being you were always made to be, the being he sees you as even right now in the midst of whatever struggle and and, and, and uh, uh defect you might see in yourself. God sees beyond that. He sees you as child. He sees, he sees you as chosen. Right? So yeah, this is, this is powerful stuff. I really want to take this to, um, back to the suffering and how many of us were suffering when Christ called us. And oftentimes God finds us and meets us in the midst of our suffering. Mm. And 
I'm just reminded when Peter, you know, he's the author of this. So let's let's go back to when Jesus first called Peter and the net was breaking. And Peter's response was, depart from me. I'm a sinful man. Mm. Peter, Peter knows about suffering. And we, we could talk about his death being martyred for the faith, but sometimes we suffer so much, we feel like we can't come to God. Why is that? Why, why when we're suffering, the one, the one source that can help us, the one who knows who suffered as we're suffering, who can relate to our experience and is all knowing, all loving, why is it so hard for us to come to him? And I just love how in verse 18, I'm just going to echo it again, that he might bring us to God. Christ suffered so that he might bring us to God. Why, why did Christ have to suffer? Even, even when he was tempted in the wilderness, why is it so important that he could relate to our experience and that in that he would bring us to God ultimately? I also want to highlight verse 21. It says, there's also an antitype which now saves us baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. And I think this might even just be answering the question I posed. You know, sometimes it's so hard for us to come to God because we feel, we, 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 we know how filthy we are, how filthy we've been in our past. And we don't feel worthy to stand in the presence of God. But to truly understand the Christian faith, and I want to go back to um, the vision of the high priest, the book of Zechariah, chapter three, when the high priest was before him, it says Satan was accusing him. And the thing about that, Satan can accuse us about things that he sees, and there could be some truth on the surface of it, but it's rooted in a lie. Because though the high priest would, had filthy garments, the truth of the matter was that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, could remove that filth. So saying as you're, and sometimes this happens to us right in the church, right in the sanctuary, right? Someone that's listening right now, Satan is right there accusing you. Accusing you right when God's trying to speak to you right now, come to me and all your filthiness, come to me. Because what happens? Jesus spoke to him and said, take away his filthy garments. He spoke to the angel, said, take away his filthy garments from him. And he told him, see, I removed your iniquity from you and I'll clothe you with rich robes. Have you been clothed by Christ? Do you want to be clothed by Christ? No matter how, no matter what you think you've done in the past, what you've been through, what you've experienced, he will take that away from you and give you his righteousness. He'll give you his peace. He'll give you his love. He'll give you his comfort. And that is what the Christian faith is truly about. It's, it's submitting to that. 
It's being willing to let that go. What are y'all thoughts about that? Yeah. Oh, good. Did you want to be? No, I mean, this just, he made a huge point. I actually wanted to yeah. point it back to Austin and say, um, do you remember that story you talk, told me about? Like, I don't know if it was a specific person, but kind of what you're talking about where a lot of people uh, have, will say, I can't go to church. I got to clean myself up. Mm. Right. You remember we had that talk and yeah. um, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that back at you because that was to your point. You know? Yeah. Bro. Say that? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Daryl. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I think also we, we actually talked about that um, before. A lot of times we think that <laughs> we have to get ourselves together before we can enter the church <laughs> rather than come broken um, as we already are. And um, I'm sure like all of you on the line, and whoever is listening right now, we've all kind of had that point in our life um, where we're, <laughs> we, we've exhausted everything um, trying to figure out possibly a, a certain situation. Um, and we're going through it, right? And we've exhausted every, every option rather than go to him, right? And so when Peter said, depart from me, I'm a sinful man, I felt that, you know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, I, I, I truly, um, I truly, truly felt that. And so, wow. And right there in, in verse, again, we keep going back to this, uh, sorry, uh, verse 18, but it also, it, it, I mean, it says, it says right here, um, sorry, it says that, you know, uh, he suffered once for sin for the just and the unjust, right? And so we are that unjust, right? And he is that just, right? And so a lot of times, like, we don't get what we truly deserve, right? Because we we were supposed to, you know, uh, to, 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 to be crucified the way he was, right? But he did that for us, right? And so a lot of times, I mean, bro, like, that right there is just so, um, I mean, bro, that's so hard. And again, I remember I, sh I shared my testimony um, and I remember just, Whew. I mean, bro, I felt like the weight of the world was like, I just couldn't take it anymore. I was done, like straight up, guys. Like I was, boy, it was about to be to in, in the midst of that, right? Me being in my bathroom on the floor, lights off, no options, right? Like, bro, just kind of feeling that presence, right? He's still right there, right? And so there's someone that may be suffering right now, right? And I'm and let me be the first to tell you, there is nothing in this world that can save you other than Jesus Christ. And I mean, that is that is the truth. And seriously, when we say his grace is sufficient, that's more than enough. And just and I think again. Like you'll you'll feel the weight of whatever's going on be lifted, right? When you go to him, when you when you relinquish everything that you're dealing with, right? You can't do it on your own. I can't do it on my own, right? I'm six, seven, 240 pounds, and boy, I'm scared. I can't do it. I can't, I can't, I can't live, I can't function, I can't think, I can't do anything yeah, yeah. without him. 
And so, again, whoever is listening right now, who? Because I mean, we 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 in a pandemic, so somebody we suffering, boy. Let's keep it a bean. We suffering, like we going through it, right? Go to him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, seriously. Um, I mean, bro, that 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 question right there. Who? I mean, seriously. I, whoever is listening, just just reflect and and just meditate on that question. Austin just asked, because I mean, again, that right there is it. it that's that's a that, that's a that's a deep question, bro. And um, I mean, to honestly answer that, uh, I mean, bro, why is it? I mean, I, I think, again, we sometimes we just think too highly of ourselves. Right. We think we, we we can we can fix everything. We can do everything. And it's not until when we so when the world comes crashing down on us, yeah. that's when we realize I can't do it. Right. And, it, and, and the crazy part about it is like, even, even after we exhausted every option, we tried everything, things aren't getting any better. And then we go to him, right? As if he is the last solution rather than the first solution. He's still right there, bro. That's grace. You know what I'm saying? That right there is grace. Oh man, praise God, bro. Wow. Um, whew, that's a, that's that, that, that question right there, bro. That's a, that's a, that's, a, that's an episode in itself right there. But uh, sorry, I digress. Go ahead. Going back up. Yeah, you guys, you guys pretty much took it with that. I don't, I don't really have much to add, you know, other than just. I think Peter is all of us in a sense when he said, "Depart from me, Lord, I am a sinful man." I mean, I think, I think that has to go with admittance. You know, you have to. It, the hardest step in anything is admitting yourself you're wrong yeah like i know that's that's my biggest flaw is when i'm wrong just admitting it or when i've done wrong and i mean we have all done a lot of things terrible terrible things and you know that everything about god is holy and righteous and great that you know why why would some but something that's so loving caring and perfect want anything to do with us mm-hmm. um i mean so i got you know we don't deserve his grace in a sense we don't deserve it um that's all i got man i you guys you guys really nailed it i don't have much to add with for you <laughs> and i think it's important to note for listeners that there are going to be some things in scripture that you don't understand and some things that are going to be revealed to you as you continue to walk in faith but that as it says in verse 21 through 22, the answer of a good conscience toward God is through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is one thing we can put our faith in and stand on for certain is if you want to be right with God, it is through putting your faith in the son of God's resurrection who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of the father right now, right now interceding on your behalf. If you are in him, if you place your faith in him. So if you're listening out there, that's what you have to wrestle with. The resurrection. Do you believe in the resurrection? If the answer is yes, and you put your faith in that, no matter what you face in life, whatever struggles, whatever you're suffering through, you know you can have a good conscience that my faith is in Christ. And I know that the one who can destroy both the body and spirit, Mm. 
that I have a savior that faced my penalty and that I am right with God through the resurrection of my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yep. And I, I want to make, I'll, I'll make this real quick. Um, Cause this kind of jumped out to me and I'm sure um, you guys as well um, at the end of verse 20. Um, and it says in which, <laughs> in which a few, that is eight souls were saved through water. Um, and it's, it, it's interesting because as we know, it tells us in Ecclesiastic that there's nothing new under the sun. So even during the time of Noah, right, we know that there were tons of, uh, you know, wicked people um, walking around and, and doing what they please, similar to um, what is being done in today's, in today's world, what's going on now, right? And that number right there, you know, it says eight souls, right? And uh, I believe it was in a, in a previous episode, we had um, Austin asked us, um, what would we tell someone, um, you know, that is, I guess kind of battling with the world um, and doing what we know God has called for us to do, right? And um, I think it's very simple in just saying that the majority is not always the best way, right? You know, again, only in, in a, in a, in a, think about it, during this time, only eight souls were saved, right? And that's the same thing that's happening right now, right? There's only, as we know, that this the path is very narrow and few will and few will enter, right? And so again, the where the majority of people are going, the majority of where the world is telling us to go, we have to turn the opposite way. You know what I'm saying? And so again, someone out there listening right now, um, again, we we we're told to do so many things by the culture, by the world, right? At the end of the day, and I'm I'm gonna say this time and time again, um, because again, I was so engraved and lost in the world, like many listening to this right now, go the opposite way, you know. And as we and we know there's only one way, right? And that way is Jesus Christ. And so again, um I didn't want I didn't want to I didn't want to end it without 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 just throwing that point out there. Go. Yeah. Yeah, and this this might have to uh this part might have to enter into part two, but <laughs> it's too good to leave out. Leviticus chapter 16 speaks of the, the atonement, and I'm not going to get super deep into it, but it's the day of atonement. And we know that Christ is the representative of what atonement really is. The Old Testament was a shadow of things to come. And uh, Christ himself uh, takes on the sin of the world and atones for our sins. Atonement means a covering. A covering uh, for sin, um, like almost like like you know we're at, we say we're all at a restaurant to, restaurant together, and um, you know we we have our health, our good old meal, and you know uh, like the good man that Daryl is, you know he's gonna pay for us all. He he gonna cover for us. He gonna atone for us. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but no, I'll just aside. Just like someone covering your meal, covering your expense, Christ covered our expense, right? Mm-hmm. He atoned. Um, and, and by his blood, the Bible says that life is in the blood, and that's why blood makes an atonement. Um, that's why Christ's blood makes an atonement. And so it's what's cool here is the root word for in Hebrew for atonement is, is to cover, right? It's the same. The first time it really appears is in Genesis chapter six, right before the flood. In verse 14, it says that God commanded Noah to cover or atone the ark inside and out with pitch. I believe that that pitch is a illusion, is an illusion to the blood of Christ. Your ark 
the place that you're being saved in, it's got to be covered by the blood of Christ. You, mm-hmm. the, if the pitch was left out of that ark, what mm-hmm. would have happened? The whole thing mm-hmm. would have flooded. It would have, the building, the ship would have been for nothing. You going to church, you doing good works, you doing good deeds. It's for nothing if the blood of Christ does not cover you. Oh, my Amen. God. Amen. Amen. That's good. Yeah. Come on. Come on. The blood of Christ is the pitch on the outside of that ark. It is it's the glue holding it together. It is the, the binding, keeping the, the world out, keeping the old ways out and, and allowing the washing and cleansing to happen in a way that it doesn't destroy the core essence of you, but rebuilds you and gives you a new life, right? The flood, right? It's washing away the old, coming forth of the new. And Peter um, specifically says, baptism, which corresponds to the flood, now saves you, not as a removal from the body of of the dirt, right? It's it's just not removing the dirt. And that's what people often thought. That's what baptism originally came from. It was called the mikvah. In, in Jewish rituals, it was a removal of dirt. It, 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 in some senses, it was a removal of dirt. I mean, impurities, though, uncleanness. Um, and yet it was also considered a spiritual aspect. And that's what John the Baptist kind of brings it into. But still, many people got confused, rightly so, in the sense of it's understandable if you're thinking as a natural person, not at, in the spiritual realm. You're thinking naturally. Natural-minded, it's like I'm going in the water and just like I get a shower, I'm getting clean. No, something else is being removed from you. <laughs> Your sin. No. Your sin is being removed from you. And that's why Paul says, consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God. And, it, in, in, and this is in Romans uh, 6, which is a great passage uh, for another time to study on baptism. But for those who are interested, that's a place to study deeper about what is that, what is being removed and what is being actually uh, restored. Uh, uh, what world, just like Noah's time, after the 40 days of, and 40 nights of, of rain, what is being um, renewed? What is being renewed for your life? Uh, then ultimately, it's the Holy Spirit in your life giving you a new perspective, ultimately giving you a good conscience. Because look what it says. It says, it's not simply removing the dirt. This isn't what baptism is doing. It's an appeal. This is what saves you. It's an appeal to God for a good conscience, right? And that word for appeal, I told you it was going to go into part two. That word for appeal in, in the Greek is literally a legal demand. It's a legal demand. You are, you are entitled as a human being if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you're willing to accept who he is, you have a legal entitlement to go before God and say, I request a change. I request a deep needed change in my life. That's powerful. You have, that is what baptism is about. It's that legal demand. Because why? Because Christ paid the legal debt. The legal debt that you owed, the wages of sin is death. So there's a legal uh, uh uh, restoration that needs to happen just like because remember in the beginning the law the first command right you shall not eat of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not do it that was a legal command and they broke it so the 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 legal punishment justifiable punishment was death and even there death, uh, god was merciful because they didn't die for some 900 years <laughs> but spiritually they did die right he said, on the day you eat of it, you will die, um, surely die. And, and surely they did have a 
the core essence of their, who they were dying. That's what baptism is about. It's the restoration of what actually had died prior, right? And so you're, make that legal request. Seek baptism in the Lord to, be, to, to legally request appeal to God. I'm making my appeal, right? All times we hear about in courts, people make an appeal, right? When they lost in court. We lost. Let's be clear. We lost. We lost. Nobody's going to stand before God. I don't care if it's Buddha. I don't care if it's Muhammad. I don't care if it's Gandhi. I don't care who they are. I don't care who you name. They're never going to be able to stand before God's holy righteousness and and, and make some type of uh, legal demand for their righteousness. Nobody is good enough. And for God, good enough is never good enough. (laughs) You know how we do work and we're like, oh, yeah, that was good enough. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. One sin, one speck of drop, of, of, of iota, of evil. God does not want it in his kingdom. Why? Because if he had it in, it would compromise the whole thing. You Do you want your heaven compromised? I don't want mine compromised. Nah, no way. So no compromises. And Jesus allows for that no compromise piece because he pays, he, what did he say? He suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. Let's be clear here. That's us, the unrighteous. <laughs> he might, oh God, like Austin said, bring us. He's bringing us to God, bringing us to God through the resurrection, through the resurrection, man. So again, the, to close, it's a demand for change towards God. That's what baptism really is about. It's a demand for change towards God. And, and, and it's coming from a good conscience because you never get to that point if you didn't come from a good place but also you're still appealing to god for a, a the, the a true goodness in your heart in your mind in your soul a true goodness of his holy spirit transforming everything you're appealing to god from a good con- or from a good conscience for a good conscience and again if, if you were to get into the greek there when it says an appeal to god for a good conscience or um the in the, in the way the Greek is, it actually allows a nuance to be from a good conscience. You're appealing to God. That's why different translations will actually say from a good conscience is an appeal to God. So again, um, make that request. You have a you have a legal right before God um, to come boldly. That's why uh, the writer of Hebrews says, uh, come boldly, boldly to the throne of mercy and grace. Um, no shame. Why? Because Christ, it says he took your shame. That's what the cross is about. Don't refuse uh, Jesus that. If you're taking on shame, you're you're denying Jesus what he already did. Right. Don't take on shame. That's the devil's work, right? So God bless you guys. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, does anyone want to close out in prayer? How about Kyle? There we go. Uh, yeah. All right, let us bow our heads. Father, I would just like to start out in thanks for uh, just allowing the four of us to gather here on this Zoom meeting for Boss Bible Study. Father, we pray that somebody who has listened had received this food that was given tonight. And they, I, I pray, Father, that you allow them to be saved. I pray for just one soul, Father, just one person to give their life to you tonight. Pray that they may be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And Father, it's in your name that I pray and again give thanks. Amen. 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 That's it for another episode of Bible Study. Like, subscribe. We're on YouTube now. Thank you for your patience. Continue to with us and walk with us on this journey. And um, God bless. Let's go.